Hey, Dutch Sheets here. And uh, wow, do we live in amazing times. It is uh, November the 5th, Thursday. And I want to talk to you about what I'm feeling, sensing, hearing in these elections. I normally do my podcasts only with audio, but today I thought it might be good to do it on video as well. But I'm not going to try to be like I would on television. I'm just going to, you know, grab notes and move things around and just talk to you. Um, let me just say right up front that um, my voice is not great. I have been pushing it incredibly hard for the last few weeks. And uh, I may have to clear my throat a few times and just get through this um, in a way that may sound a little unprofessional. I can't hit the pause button and clear my throat like I would if it was just audio. But we'll get through this because the main thing is for you to get the information that I want to share with you. Uh, the purpose, as I said, is to talk about the elections. I want to say right up front, this is not over. And what you're going to hear me say is why I believe that, what I believe is happening, and what we need to do about it. Um, I did not respond yesterday because if you follow me for any length of time, you know that I don't like to jump right in to situations like this and, and just start giving my opinions. I like to process, pray, listen to others, talk to prophets, and just see what shakes down into my spirit as a result. And I'm confident in what I want to say today. And again, uh, or not again, but I just want to say this may this may be a little longer than normal. We, we could be closer to an hour, I think. So I have a few things I want to read to you. But let me start by just saying, um, as a as a as a way of encouraging you, um, how I started my week and what I was doing on election day. On Monday morning, the day before, I had two dreams sent to me, uh, which uh, talked about going to Pennsylvania. I'm not going to give all the details, but I've had three dreams uh, related to the headwaters of the Allegheny River. And the first dream talked about President Trump was going up river back to the headwaters of the Allegheny River. And he was asking the ecclesia to pray for him. And as we did, the cloud of witnesses joined us in supporting him. There was a lot of opposition as he tried to get back to the headwaters. But the opposition was squelched by the prayers of the church. And he made it to the headwaters, uh, which I, I see as prophetic of a couple of things. Uh, the headwaters being the place of beginning. Uh, but I think that river was chosen in the dream because it is in Pennsylvania. And to me, the, those are the headwaters of America. That's where we were born legally and literally in Pennsylvania. So I think the Lord chose that 
for that reason. I also think it was chosen because those headwaters are uh, in a uh, county named Potter County. And I believe the Potter is symbolic of the Lord. And because of the remote location and the beauty of that location, it is also called God's country. And I think that is tremendously prophetic. So I had been given a dream a few months ago about this. Another one was sent to me by the same man Monday morning, where he had another dream that I went to the headwaters to pray and decrease some things, headwaters of the Allegheny. When I shared it with some intercessors, then another dream was sent to me that had been had uh, occurred in July, I believe. And in that one, I was at the headwaters of the Allegheny River decreeing some things. And in that third dream that was sent to me that morning, Monday morning, uh, Thomas Paine was in the dream. He was a writer during the early days of uh, the founding of our nation. He wrote a series of writings called Common Sense. He was used to inspire the colonists uh, to fight for independence. And um, he was instrumental in that way and other ways. And he served our country in the war and in government later. Um, I see the, him in the, in the dream. He was throwing me a football. So, you know, it's the beginning. Um, but he was doing it there at the headwaters. He was on one hill throwing to me as I was running up another hill. And I see the throwing of the football as uh, a, a handoff, if you will, a transfer uh, symbolically from what God did in the days of our beginning to this generation. And when I caught the ball there at the headwaters, uh, it had the word triumph on it. And then I released it into the river and it went to Washington, D.C. Now that's, these were long dreams, but that's a good summary. When the dreams came to me, the, the number two and number three, Monday morning, uh, Cece and I decided God was telling me to go. I thought in the first dream, it was just symbolic. And I wasn't really at the headwaters in the first dream, but in the second two, I was. We knew Pennsylvania was going to be significant in this uh, election. She said, I think you need to go. So literally one hour after I saw the dreams Monday morning, I was in my car driving to the airport. And she was working on getting me a room and finding exactly where these headwaters were. I don't want to go into all the details or take too much time, but I would just say to you that I arrived Monday night, met with the owner of the land, had great favor. This person follows our ministry, uh, has read my books. It was a God set up, took me to the very spot where the headwaters are. And I was able to get on the phone and, and do some praying with different people and uh, making decrees from there. What I want to encourage you with is that this took place on election day that morning. Uh, this, this was orchestrated by the Lord. Uh, he was still working through dreams, prophetic words, 
prayer assignments. He had me at one of the key locations in the nation, not only for this election, but for the birth of this nation. And I was, in a sense, walking out this dream where the connection was being made between the first generation of Americans uh, through Thomas Paine and, and, and our generation. So uh, the Lord was very active right up until um, the end of this election uh, that day. And he would not do that if he was not serious about um, his will being accomplished. Uh, there's never been a season in my life when I have been more convinced that I'm hearing from the Lord, others are hearing from the Lord, that we have tapped into God's will, a prophetic vein, and where a remnant of the church has responded to him in prayer and obedience. And I believe uh, that God has orchestrated all of this. He has heard us and he is going to give us victory. I want to say to you again, this is not over. This election is not over. That's the purpose of this um, podcast. And, and so we, we can't give up. I want to say right up front that I believe uh, there has been rampant fraud and deceit uh, in this election. Uh, I have hear, heard many reports, as you probably have, about the orchestration of those things. I believe the enemy is trying to steal this election from Donald Trump because I believe we need him in office to continue doing what he's been doing, uh, which is a part of positioning America for God's purpose in the future. This is about more than just we Americans being free, prosperous, strong. Uh, what is happening right now in the restoration of America and the reset of America is about something much more than our comfort and blessing. This is about the greatest revival that has ever come to the planet that is beginning, and God needs America positioned properly to play a role in that. We will play the most significant role in that. Not that it's about us, but we are to serve him in that way. So we're going to have to experience this revival, and we're going to have to be a part of trumpeting the message of the gospel of the kingdom through this revival. God needs us. Uh, and he needs the church to be strong. And, and, and Donald Trump is a part of this. This is a, not about Donald Trump in one sense, and yet it is in another sense because he needs to be in this position for four more years so that the Antichrist forces in America, those that don't want a Christian America, that those that don't want us to return to our roots, they don't like it, they don't want God's control, rule. They don't want any part of any of that. The left, uh, they must not gain power. And so uh, that's, that's why I believe this is so significant. And that's why I believe they were willing to stoop to fraud to win this election. Just one, I have one a, a report here, which is one of many reports that I've been seeing this one actually comes from a man that I know, 
He's a very trustworthy man, uh, a very brilliant man, professional, um, godly person who was a part of the um, uh, group that goes in in Detroit to oversee and watch the elect the counting process to make sure that things are done appropriately. The Democrats can send people, the Republicans can send people. He was in the Kobo Arena in downtown Detroit to watch things unfold on the election counting floor, and he was there in person. And this is a three-page letter. I'm just going to read a few things from it. Um, he he, he talked, talked about uh, the way it was stacked by hiring many, many, many uh, Democrats versus uh, 99% versus 1% Republican. And, and at the last minute, uh, money came from the outside to pay this overwhelming number of people, which uh, was very suspicious to him in, in the beginning until he saw things unfold. But he says, and I'm just going to read a few things sporadically here. The electronic tabulation machines began to malfunction and did so uh, repeatedly, which affect, affected the, the counting of these ballots. There was only one of the, of many machines. There was only one IT specialist there to try to take care of these issues. A partisan Democrat who was both elusive and refused to answer the questions. Then he says many issues, problems, and unanswered questions in the processes began. Tensions mounted. Some of the poll workers became physically aggressive with verbal bullying. Later, I witnessed poll challengers like himself being blocked from viewing tabulations. We're told to step back six feet from the ballots which made it impossible to read from that distance. So many poll challengers brought had to actually bring short-distance binoculars uh, like opera glasses in order to try and see. Multiple boxes of ballots uh, were left at one point to be counted. They were just sitting there, even though there were 56 tables inactive that could have been being used to count them. They just left them there uncounted for a while. Uh, and there was a reason for that. There, He said, there are many major data transfer and chain of custody concerns. Major data transfer and chain of custody concerns. They were ignored. These concerns were ignored and unanswered by the head person here uh, in charge of this count. He says the major news networks were there, but when they talked to them about what was happening, they were completely indifferent to the real issues of what, what was happening. At 3.45 a.m. that night, which everything is supposed to have been, no more ballots coming in by them, the Wayne County Department of Elections delivered 38,000 ballots. Now, this is in the middle of the night, 3.45 a.m. The Wayne County Department of Elections, this is Detroit. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Delivered 38,000 ballots with unknown provenance. 
When challenged, even by the head of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers, they refused to disclose the point of origin. Ballots harvested after 8 p.m. are illegal. Michigan election law is clear. There is a joint witness requirement for the adjudication of any contested ballots. It was completely ignored. There are huge chain of custody issues in this process. Earlier, hours went by on the ballot counting, accounting floor where there were virtually no ballots being processed at all. Then they were suddenly swarmed with ballots in the middle of the night when they were the, there were the least number of challengers on the accounting floor. Challengers were originally told the Dominion tabulation system computer was protected by a firewall. In other words, no one could hack in or do anything to to mess with it. Yet it was occasionally showing a system compromise warning. We were told by the Department of Elections supervisor that it was autonomous and not connected to the Internet and not subject to hacking or compromise. An independent system test by a challenger found out that this was completely false. Late this afternoon, that would have been yesterday, although they were not keeping accurate records of the number of the poll challengers and observers on or off the floor, Republican and independent poll challengers were disallowed from entering the floor at the most critical time in the tabulation process before the news media was seeking numbers to make a predictive projection and have a presumed presidential winner in Michigan. In other words, the most crucial time they were all put out and weren't even allowed in. Observers and poll challengers already on the floor contested this. And as I was there, I agree with their concerns and protests. Wayne County Department of Election officials even went so far as to place cardboard on the windows, preventing observers and challengers from seeing the counting floor from the outside. It was outrageous and one of many acts of obfuscation and contempt. It can be reasonably, reasonably argued that we have been witnessing the theft of this election by gross negligence systemic design, and constitutional contempt. I am absolutely positive that there has been an evil conspiracy to steal this election from President Trump. I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I know that has happened. Why would they do this? One interesting uh thing I have come across in the last day or so is uh, a report, a statement made by Tucker Carlson from Fox News, uh, who, who, who answers the question as to why uh, the left has been working so hard to try and do what they did in this election. He says, uh, if the Dems had taken the presidency, which they believe they have at this point, and the Senate they would have been in total control, and they almost did it. 
the they plan, and this is what I felt was interesting, was a new take on what well, wasn't new to me, but what but well stated. And by the way, you can go to his social media, Tucker Carlson tonight, and you can get the three minute clip where he talks about this. I would I would strongly recommend you do that. But he says this: they plan to impose a new system on our country, not an agenda, a system with nothing to check their power, which if they had gained the Senate, the presidency, had the House, with nothing to check their power, they were going to get rid of traditional balances within our government, along with the Constitution and Bill of Rights that constrain their power. They tried to turn our highest court into a participant political weapon, and they admitted it. Pack the Congress. Uh, They wanted to pack the Congress by adding new states to our union so they could add new Senate seats that would be liberal and left. Packing the Senate, he says, with more liberal senators. They admitted this also. They plan to pack the electoral uh, electoral itself, the ultimate corruption in a democracy. 20 million uh, foreign nationals added to the voter rolls overnight. That was their goal and agenda. How would that improve the USA, he says. Making this country better was never their point. Their goal was to have a permanent democratic majority, making this country a one-party state with complete control over the population. Never in our history has any mainstream political party proposed such a radical agenda. They didn't talk about this much in public. They didn't want to scare you, but it was entirely real. November 3rd, we came extremely close to it happening. We should be deeply grateful it didn't. He says, uh, and he says, this isn't a matter of different opinions. This isn't about policy. It's the system that we all live under that governs our country. That's what's at stake And that's what they were trying to accomplish. I believe this. They are trying to take over. They've made no, um, they've made no bones about it. If they can, if they can't uh, control the court through the election process and the appointing of judges, justices, the way it's supposed to be done, their solution is we just change the rules. We'll just, we'll just, if we win the election, we're just going to put, we're going to stack the court. Uh, And so uh, and then they say, if we can't get enough um, Democratic senators to do that, we'll just make more states and we'll get two more liberal senators from each of those states, Washington, D.C., maybe Puerto Rico. And so uh, this is what they've been trying to do. There is an attempt to take over this nation and finish what they started years ago, and that is turning this nation into an antichrist unchristian nation that is not governed based on biblical principles and values that is uh, completely secular. And they, they had almost accomplished that goal until uh, the last four years. And of course, several years of prayer, but that, but that goal they, that hit a huge interruption with the election of Donald Trump. What is our response to this right now? What do we need to be doing during this time? 
I want to say to you, we must not stop fighting for the future of this nation. This election is not over. It's going to go to the courts. There are going to be challenges. And I believe if we persevere, that God is going to give us mercy. And we're going to see this thing turned around. Let me read to you just to begin talking about the response I believe we need to have. I want to read to you uh, today's Give Him 15. Give Him 15 is a prayer app we have created. It's a free app. You can download the app just under Give Him, those words, the number 15. Give Him 15. And every day we share a prayer concern and a prayer you can pray and a decree you can make knowing that thousands of people are doing that with you that day. Over half a million people have downloaded this app. I don't know how many pray every day, but we're going to start putting out statements and prayers about this uh, process of this election uh, war until it's decided. And I believe, again, this is, this is going to drag out for a few weeks. That's my opinion. But uh, here's what I said on today's Give Him 15. For the next few days, Give Him 15 will be focusing on prayer for the election until the battle over the outcome ends. I had a strong premonition that we would find ourselves in a prolonged battle after November 3rd, Election Day. Now we are seeing it and we are living it. All of the prophetic voices I know and trust, know and trust, are in agreement there is a major attempt to steal this election from President Donald J. Trump. Some of it involves outright fraud. Other aspects are simply efforts to distort and manipulate. Case in point, did you know that the Fox Election Decision Desk chief analyst who called Arizona prematurely for Biden and potentially suppressed Trump votes is a registered Democrat who voted for Hillary and gave $4,000 to Obama and the Dems in his election. This sort of thing went on, you know, then, you, you know, well, I, I'll get to more of it in a minute, but we must do our part to continue reading the Give Him 15. We must do our part and keep praying against all of this unrighteous activity. Mario Murillo, by the way, a prophetic evangelist, from California, wrote a great piece yesterday, November 4th, encouraging believers to stand firm. He says, do not, or this is the headline of, this is one of my uh, 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 titles of, the, of this, this section, do not fear, hold on. God has a surprise for all of us. Now quoting Mario Murillo, on election day morning, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, something you are not expecting is going to happen tonight, but do not fear because God has a surprise for all of you. Then I watched as Fox News prematurely announced that Biden had won Arizona. It felt like sabotage. Then Georgia and Pennsylvania stopped counting votes. And I just shared with you another report from a man who was in the room. Uh, they stopped for a season 
in Detroit, in Michigan. But he goes on quoting him again. Then Georgia and Pennsylvania stopped counting votes. It threw everything into confusion. That confusion is right now reverberating across America. Again, he wrote this yesterday. Many of God's people are dismayed. Then I remembered the chaos that God had warned me was coming in November. This was evidently uh, a while back. And he said, I realized this is it. I too was shaken until I remembered the promise I had received that morning. But do not fear because God has a surprise for us. He goes on to say, why did this happen? It happened because Satan wants to rob the church of her destiny right at the finish line. Why did God allow it? Even though this attack has come from the pit of hell, God is exploiting it to demonstrate something to us all. The victory he promised will come. The miracle God is about to do will be something new, something we have never seen before. He is, going, he is doing it this way so we will know that it is God who has brought this miracle and we did it and we did not do it ourselves. We cannot take credit. We will bow down and worship God for his stunning intervention. Satan has stepped up to attack the church, to rattle her faith. This is a moment of intimidation where the enemy wants us in confusion and fear. But God is speaking by his spirit directly to your heart. He is telling you not to fear. He's telling you that he has got this. You must hold on and reject all the vain imaginations that Satan is trying to put into your mind. That's, a, that's an important. Let me read that again. Satan has stepped up to attack the church, to rattle her faith. This is a moment of intimidation where the enemy wants us in confusion and fear. But God is speaking by his spirit directly to your heart. He is telling you not to fear. He is telling you that he has got this. You must hold on and reject all the vain imaginations that Satan is trying to put into your mind. Those of us who are the remnant of God must enter into the chamber of God's presence and let this storm pass. To be sure, there will be a powerful judgment from God because he is going to topple arrogant villains. One final tactic, this is still quoting uh, Mario Murillo, one final tactic is coming at us from heaven and God is going to use this intervention to procure Provoke the American church to revival. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And then in our app, we always list some points for prayer. So you can agree with thousands of Americans around the nation. And I hope that this Give Him 15 app uh, doubles, triples, quadruples during this time to two or three million people praying these prayers together every day until we see this, this attack broken. But here are the points for, for, for prayer for today. Tell the Lord that you are committed to stand, stand firm in faith against every plan of Satan to steal this election from President Trump. Bind every demonic force that is attempting to borrow individuals to carry out wicked plots and plans. Declare 
all voter fraud will be found, exposed, and dealt with severely. Call for angels to be sent to help us in this effort. Intercede for the president and his legal team and the Department of Justice to be wise in their words and actions as they move through this process. Declare or say, we will stand firm, Lord, for your heart's plan for America to come to pass. We will stay on this in prayer and action until every promise is fulfilled. Those are prayer points. Here is a literal prayer you can pray in agreement with us. You can do it with me right now. I'm going to read this prayer. Father, we stand against every unrighteous effort to steal this election from President Donald Trump. We ask you to expose all voter fraud and bring accountability to those involved. Uncover what is hidden. We declare all voter fraud will be found, exposed, and dealt with severely. We bind the demonic forces that are operating in this effort. We ask for your angels to aid us in this battle. We pray they will give wise strategies to those who mediate in this process. Grant a special grace for wisdom and divine strategy to our president, his legal team, our Department of Justice, and everyone else involved in bringing this to justice. Let no stone go unturned. We will stand firm, Lord, for your heart's plan for America to come to pass. We will not just give up and lose this nation we will stay on this in prayer and action until every promise is fulfilled. We ask for your mighty hand to intervene in this process and give us mercy and victory in Jesus' name. And then we always end uh, these posts each day with a decree we can all make together. And, uh, and, and some will want to make it multiple times a day. And today's decree is this. We decree. This is what the ecclesia does, by the way. We not only petition, but we rule. We command for him. We take the authority of the Lord and we release his decree into the earth. We are his governmental voice in the earth. We bind, we loose, we enforce his will through prayer and spiritual authority. And this is today's decree. We decree that this election will not be stolen and that God's will and kingdom purpose will be accomplished in the mighty name of Jesus. We can do that, by the way. One of the things that is so striking to me is the, is the similarity that I feel with this in 2000. Although I want to say that in 2000 with the Bush-Gore election, it was a little different. Uh, there was the one place, a couple of places in Florida where the count was held up uh, and, and contested, and we didn't know for several weeks who won the presidency. But the, the aspect that is the same is that uh, God told me then I was a part of that. I had circulated a letter before the election asking for prayer, talking about how urgent I know that it was. And, uh, but when this, when this uh, uh, controversy hit over the vote count, the Lord told me from the very beginning, and, and what he said to me was, you have won this battle 
in the spirit up to this point in time by putting or keeping it in my hands. You, you put this election in my hands because the church prayed. And as we prayed, we were giving God what he needed to go to work on our behalf. So he said, you've put it in my hands. And, and now by keeping it a spiritual decision, a supernatural one, you keep it in my hands. In other words, he said to me, even though it's going to go to the courts, I knew, I knew a day or two after the 2000 election, this was going to go all the way to the Supreme Court. I talked about it. I talked to friends about it. I put prayer requests about it. I knew in my heart, I thought it was the craziest thought I had, but I knew this is going to go to the Supreme Court. They're going to decide, they're going to decide in a sense, this election. And, and, and so the Lord said to me, even though it's going, the recounts are taking place and the, and this will go to the court, don't allow them to be the final authority because you stop praying. You have established a place of victory in the spirit. Now what you have to do is maintain it. Keep the outcome of being decided in the spiritual realm of prayer and authority. Don't turn it over to man. Don't turn it over to human institutions. Even though they're going to do their thing, there is something overruling them, ruling through them, over them. Do not give this back to humans. Keep yourself anchored uh, in faith and authority and release spiritual authority so that the outcome is not turned over to natural means. You decide through spiritual means who wins this. And that's what I and many others did. And I made numerous a trip, uh, prayer journeys around the country to Washington, D.C., to places where the recounts were taking place to gather people in prayer, because I knew in my heart, if we lose this, we will lose it by default. Because if we continue to make a stand and pray after the election, as we were during the election, we're going to keep this in God's hands. And he's already promised us the victory and that told us what he was going to do. And that is what I believe has, has happened in this election. And even as I talk to my prophetic friends and prophets, they are all saying the same thing to me, that what we must do now is war based on the word of the Lord. We don't turn this over to uh, happenstance or we hope this turns out. We take the promises. We take what we've done. We take the prayers that we've prayed and we stand now and we continue to decree them and we decree the promises of the Lord. And we, according to Timothy's epistle, we war with the prophetic words spoken over us. We war with the fact that reset has taken place, that God has told Donald Trump when you, uh, uh, through God has said prophetically, he will have eight years. And so we don't give this up now. We make our stand in the spirit. And if we, the praying church, the ecclesia, stays in agreement and continues to war, we will not lose this. We, Satan cannot take this from us if we do what we are supposed to do. I, I don't know if, it, it, you know, I'm just going to say to President Trump, I don't know if he ever hears anything I ever say. I don't know the man personally. I don't know if this could get to him. 
Uh, but I know he's a fighter and I don't expect him to give up, but I say, don't give up because this is not over. God is going to put you in there for four more years. We're not going to give this up. The church is going to keep praying. We're going to keep persevering. We're going to keep binding what the enemy is doing. We're going to keep releasing the kingdom will of God into this nation. And we're going to make our stand that it can't be stolen from us. And the purpose of purposes of God cannot be altered. And we're going to keep doing that. I'm with people every day on conference calls, Zoom calls, praying over this. And we're not going to stop until we see the victory take place. I want to read to you uh, one encouraging word that was sent to me just today uh, from it wasn't sent to me by this person personally, but it's circulating. And someone sent it to me by Lana Valzer. She's from Australia, but a, a, a respected prophet. And this is consistent with what I'm hearing from many prophets and the people that I run with and have run with for many years that have proven track record records. She says, as I sat this morning, and this was today, November 5th, as I sat this morning with the Lord uh, and seeing, seeing the incredible battle that's taking place over the United States, I heard Psalm 2-4 resounding loudly in my spirit. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. And I want to say, and I'm not quoting now, when I preached for John Kilpatrick this past Sunday and was praying at the end, prophetically decreeing over the nation, that verse rose up in me and I began to say, we are in a Psalm 2 moment. And I started praying and decreeing what's in that Psalm. This is the word of the Lord. I tapped into that same word in the spirit when I was there Sunday morning. She continues quoting from Psalm 2. Uh, she, uh, the, what I just quoted, he who sits in the heavens laughs, the Lord scoffs at them, is from the New American Standard Bible. Then she quotes it from the Passion Translation. God enthroned merely laughs at them. The sovereign one mocks their madness. I then heard the Lord say, Justice is mine, says the Lord. There is going to be a divine demonstration of the justice of God that is going to be seen in the United States of America. The demonstration of the Lord's power and justice to overturn is upon the United States of America. With my mighty hand, I shall overturn the plans of the wicked. I then heard the words thundering, she says. My people, you are about to see a major demonstration of the power of my prophetic voice in the earth. I was surrounded by such a strong sense of the voice of God being manifested in the earth like never before. And it came in explosive ways, ways she said. I began to see a united church that had arisen like never before, and they refused to move from the word of God and what the Lord has spoken. And I heard the collection of voices thundering into the United States. The word of the Lord was shaking the nation and it was thundering upon the land like a hammer. In other words, we were warring with the prophetic words, the dreams, what he said. He's going to turn this nation, reset, reconstituting the nation, the turnaround, turning the nation. Donald Trump, 
eight years prophesied, going to clean up corruption, going to uncover the wicked uh, evil, the deep state, the, all the evil uh, corruption in our government. But we begin to war in this, what she saw. We were warring with the word of the Lord over us. And she says the word of the Lord, as we did that, was shaking the nation and it was thundering upon the land like a hammer. She goes on to say, I then heard the Lord say, these are the days of my majesty. These are the days where I am revealed as the king of glory. I am stepping in to reveal my majesty and that I am the one who laughs at the plans of the enemy. When the nations conspire against me, Psalm 2, 1 to 5, it says the kings of the earth, the government officials of the earth, take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, the Christ. She says, the Lord says, uh, when the nations conspire against me, Psalm 2, 1 to 5, and my ways, against me and my ways, I am about to demonstrate my justice and there will be a major ripple effect of my justice in the United States of America. I am branding the United States of, of America with my justice. Let the days of justice roll on in. Let the days of my divine justice being manifested roll on in thick and fast. I am coming for the words of mere man, the pride and the wickedness of man to come against my plan is going to come tumbling down. The winds of my justice are blowing. I will not only bring justice now in this moment, but I am moving to overturn eras of justice. In other words, past seasons of justice. And then she's still prophesying. The Lord says, my voice wins. As I continued to seek the Lord, I heard the Lord say that my voice wins. The sense surrounded me so strongly of other narratives being spoken that are not in line with the narrative of God and what the Lord has spoken. And the invitation upon the church now to be ferocious in faith and focus upon what the Lord has spoken and the decree of God in the United States. I agree with that. There are going to be some voices that say God's just he's done with America. He's going to destroy America. Is it like Trump? You know, this and that I say to you, ignore those voices. Again, she says the word thundered around me. My voice wins. My voice will cause the nation to tremble. And then she says, Isaiah 55, 11 surrounded me. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it to do. And I want to insert here, and I'll keep reading in a moment. We are that voice of the Lord in the earth. When he says, my voice wins, he is speaking through us. And as we come into agreement with him and say what his says, what he says, that's what the biblical word in New Testament confession literally means 
to say the same thing. When we say what he says, when we release his word into the atmosphere, into the heavens, into the earth, we are releasing his power, his authority, and his kingdom purposes. She goes on to say, I am restoring the roar to my people. Within my people, I am raising up a roar within them of faith and conviction in what I speak and the demonstration of my power that will be seen as my people partner with my voice and decree some of the greatest injustices, hidden agendas, and evil will be overturned. The overturning will come with great shaking, but my sudden demonstrations of justice will be seen and seen swiftly. Do not be afraid of the battle. Do not be discouraged by the rumbling and the onslaught of the enemy. Greater acceleration and increase of the tidal wave of my justice is being released into the United States. My people, lift up your voice and continue to intercede and decree that which I have spoken for the greatest days of my justice prevailing, the greatest days of my justice prevailing and the revealing of my majesty and that I am the one who sits in the heavens and laughs have only just begun. Keep standing and decreeing what he has spoken, the power of the prophetic voice of God is about to be seen. Listen, I believe this 1,000%. I knew the day was coming. I've known it for 20 years. When the revelation that we are the ecclesia, that we not only pray and ask and offer up petitions to him, but from our position seated there with him, we also move in his kingly authority. And we not only petition we decree and declare downward in a sense from our position with him there in heaven. And that when the church and that kingly position is the ecclesia, I knew that when the church moved fully into this revelation, there would be the greatest shift on the planet that we've ever seen. We are in the beginnings of that now. And if we continue to release the word of the Lord, if we, if we continue to hold fast to what he's saying, take prophecies like that, take scriptures he gives us, take the promises that he said about turning this nation and the third great awakening and the cleaning up of the nation and that, that the prophetic word of the Lord is that Donald Trump uh, will be there for eight years. We've just got, we just have to keep decreeing his word. Yes, we ask him for mercy. Yes, we ask for his grace and we petition him to work, but we also decree his will and word into the earth. And as we do that, we're going to see this great miracle she prophesied. We're going to see one of the greatest shifts in the history of this nation. We're going to see justice prevail like never before. And, 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 and I believe this 1000%. I spoke with my friend, Chuck Pierce, and I know, by the way, he, he is releasing a, an email to today. This was, this is November 5th. He's releasing one later today. He said, uh, recounting in, in detail and explaining more what I'm about to say to you. But Chuck gave a prophetic word a couple of years ago in our, one of our appeal to heaven conferences. And he gave a time frame that, that, that the war and the turmoil would continue through 
And it was, it was like two, two and a half years. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't just in a few days or weeks. And then as, and I had forgotten about that, but in our recent reset gathering, uh, he, he brought it up again and he said, we're at the point in time now where that, that time frame that he gave back then pro- prophesying it uh, would be January 18th. He said the turmoil will continue on through January 18th before uh, breakthrough really fully comes and we see things turn, begin to turn the way we want to see them. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised if this drags out for weeks and a couple of months. I believe the legal battles will go on and on. Uh, I believe that that it, we're going to have to persevere. I believe the ecclesia is being tested. I believe our perseverance is being tested. Uh, we're going to have to decide uh, we are in a war. We are a soldier. And as Paul told Timothy, we're going to have to war, good warfare. We're going to have to do it through the prophetic words spoken over us. That's what he said to Timothy. We're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. We're going to persevere even when we're tired. We're going to have to get on the prayer calls. We're going to have to pray with our friends. We're going to have to get things like this, give him 15 app and pray it every day. We're going to have to say it out loud every day. We're going to have to make our stand and say, you are not taking back the ground. Satan, you are not taking back the ground that we have gained. You are not having this nation. You're not going to turn it into an unchristian, immoral nation as you thought you were succeeding in doing. It is now being turned back to God, and it is going to accomplish the purpose for which God raised this nation up. You need to begin to say that. You need to keep on saying that. If we persevere with that, we will win this war. I, I, I just want to uh, suggest you going and, and listening to one other uh, podcast. I think he calls it a fireside thing, whatever. But but this was sent to me, and I don't want to spend much time uh, quoting it. Uh, I'm not going to quote it at all, but I'm going to say it's very good and it gives a good explanation of some of the things that are happening with the fraud and why we must continue to stand. It's encouraging. And it's a man named, a pastor named Rob McCoy. Rob McCoy. He's a pastor in California. I believe of one of the Calvary churches. It's a YouTube. And, and, the, and the title is Encouraging an Encouraging Election Update. It's on November 4th, 2020. So you'll find Encouraging Election Update, November 4th, which was yesterday, 2020, Rob McCoy. Just to arm you with facts and a good explanation of what is happening, uh, this would be excellent to listen to. And and I will continue to post things on uh, our website, our social media page, platforms. And I'll probably do quite a few podcasts and I'll be uh, active in the Give Him 15 app to to give us insights on how to pray and what to pray. And I'll probably be sending uh, blasts out about prayer gatherings and calls that you can join us with. So let's get engaged and let's not give up. This is not over. Now, please just agree in prayer with me as I bring this to a conclusion. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in America. We we had 
We are under no disillusionment. We, we knew that the enemy would not lay down and just give up. But we stake ourselves now to what you have said, that you have heard our prayers and our repentance. And you said when, when the time comes that that is complete, you would heal the land. That's your promise. We know we're now in that healing process. We know that you put President Trump in office originally to begin to uh, expose corruption and to give favor to the church and to realign with Israel and to support life. There's never been a more pro-life president than Donald Trump. There's never been a more pro-church president that I know of than President Trump. That, and we could go on and on about how his policies align with Scripture and and the right causes. Lord, we, we're not defending anything about the man uh, personally. We don't know if he's born again. We believe he is, but we just are, we're not trying to defend a party. We're not trying to promote a party. We are saying, Lord, we align ourselves with you. And it's not whether you align with a party or a man. It's how much do they or does he or she align with you? We believe that he is aligning himself more and more with you and that you put him there. And then you said prophetically, you'd give him eight years to finish well. And so, Lord, we come into agreement with that and we decree he will finish well. And that which you have begun will not be stolen. We won't let it go. We're not going to. We prayed and prayed and prayed and we decreed and we did acts of obedience. We're not going to turn it over now to humans. We're going to keep this decision being made in the spirit realm. We're going to keep our hands on it. We're going to keep decreeing. We're going to keep obeying. And we're going to say, man does not decide this. God decides this through prayer, through what we do. Spiritual forces will decide this outcome. Not, and heaven's spiritual forces of the kingdom will decide this outcome. Not the powers of darkness and not instruments of man, deception, deceit, systems, political systems. You will not decide this outcome. God will decide this outcome through the church. We release your prophetic decrees now over this nation, and we will continue to do this until we see the breakthrough in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. Thank you for agreeing with us. Pass this on to your friends. Get the app if you don't have it. Give him 15. Join us every day. We're going to turn this thing. We're going to see God's victory. We're going to see the light overcome the darkness. In the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Dutch Sheets Ministries. If you would like more information about us or if you've been impacted by this podcast and would like to sew into the ministry, please visit our website at dutchsheets.org.